This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give y'all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Well, the great hits just keep right on coming. You know, uh, we, as we welcome you to another edition, coin a phrase on Monday, perfect Monday. The Vols are in the midst of a perfect week right now. I mean, it's just a, it's just a perfect week. Uh, and I just... I'm over here pinching myself. Tennessee has a baseball Hall of Famer. Sean Sinclair, your thoughts on just this incredible role that we see Tennessee sports on right now? Well, I guess uh, we've always been blessed to be part of Tennessee athletics, uh, but uh, we certainly had our share of time in the wilderness. And, uh, you know, it's great uh, when... It's great when good people are working hard and starting to see the fruits of their labor. That goes from Josh Heupel and the football team. That goes to Todd Helton. That goes to, frankly, what's happened the past couple of days, Danny White. I mean, uh, he's Danny White is uh, right now. People can like it or not, but he's he's dealing with the collateral damage of success. Uh, people always want a little more, so. Uh, it sounds great. And a little thing about uh, Todd Helton. I don't know Todd. Uh, my brother-in-law played with him at Central. Thought he was a nice guy, quiet guy. Uh, but I remember in, being in college and having a – I've always liked Tennessee baseball and knowing that he was coming up. And I, I would – you remember when you used to watch box scores on the in the paper? Mm-hmm. That, that was about the only thing you could get. Well, they would have they would they would carry Central's and others high school box scores in the papers, and his box scores regularly were just absurd. You know, like six for eight, two two doubles, two home runs, eight RBIs, and throws a two hitter. I mean, it was crazy. And then when he turned down the Padres to come play Tennessee, and, and people forget he was he was the player of the year, Mister Football and Mister Baseball, if there is such a thing. And uh, the game he had, or games he had with Sean Summers at Oak Ridge, were just unfreaking believable. So I know I know Todd's had some bumps. Um, hopefully, this will smooth some things out. And uh, I just congratulate him, his family, because uh, they've had some hard times through the years, and um, just everyone part of the Central High School community, UT baseball community, et cetera. Because I think we can all. I think we can all appropriate a little bit of this Hall of Fame being Tennessee fans. It's fantastic. I mean, you know, until I started looking into it, I didn't realize how rare this is. It is a rare, rare thing to be a Hall of Famer. Let's pivot here because we're going to get into that. So today on the show, we've got a stack and pack program, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Today's program is going to be a little celebratory. 
It's going to be a lot of unpacking. Um, it's going to be some insight. It's going to be a whole confluence and mix of things. Um, Vanderbilt basketball is down on the ground. And Tennessee's got a chance to really kind of put it out of its misery Saturday night. In what could turn out to be one of the more all-time embarrassing displays uh, for the folks in, in Memorial. I was on George Plaster's show yesterday, he and Billy Derrick. And um, look, these are Vandy people. And they were openly on there yesterday calling this thing, uh, I mean, George was using language like, I've got it here somewhere, let's say. Um, he was using some, some language that was just like, you know, please put us out of our misery, basically. Um, Billy Derrick was said this could be an explosion for Vanderbilt Saturday night. It could really be embarrassing. And George said, you know, there aren't many flashpoints left in sports anymore, but one could happen Saturday night because people here have had enough. And what they're talking about is, which I didn't realize unless I, I told you yesterday I would dive into this. And um, We're going to bring Mark Griffin on uh, later on today on the program to discuss this, who's in Nashville now, but has the perspective of somebody that kind of keeps up with both camps. George said the other night that he went to the Auburn game when Auburn played down there, and he said it's about 70% Auburn fans. Those guys are of the belief that it could be 80%, 90% Tennessee fans in that place Saturday, which would be really super-duper embarrassing for uh, Vanderbilt basketball. Their fan base has apparently had enough. Uh, so, um, But we'll get into that. The other thing is Tony Vitello will join us. At uh, some point in hour two, discussing what this means to him, what the um, Todd Helton deal going into the Hall of Fame means, and they're they're about a month or so away from beginning their fun. So we've got a jam-packed show, and then into our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime, the great Chris Burke. Uh, wants to come on. He and um, he and Todd, most decorated baseball players to have played here in terms of what they accomplished during their college career. And uh, you know, Chris loves this place. And he texted me this morning. He's like, "Can I can I come on and just say a few words, sharing the joy here?" And I said, "Absolutely, man." And, and what I wrote in the blog today, and I mean this. To anybody that wore that uniform, to anybody that cheers for that uniform, to anybody from the central community, to anybody in Knoxville, sharing this, sharing this, let it let it be a source of pride to you. There's a couple hundred of these people who have walked on the planet. That's it. That's it. This isn't like some of the other halls of fame where you know nine guys go in every. It, this baseball hall of fame deal, it, it's it is tough. It it is that's a tough thing to get into now. So that's a great accomplishment for Todd and uh, really great as well for you know since sports are communal and he would say this sports are you know, you don't get there on your own. So it's really a great thing. In the meantime, we'll come back 
I do want to ask Sean about the McIntyre deal, what he sees in him. I am going to talk with Watson Brown, who, you know, ironically enough, uh, knows his grandfather, knows the family, told me he, he would like to talk about it a little bit today. George yesterday, uh, again, I'm back to George Plaster, but he was effusing uh, toward the type of class people these are. And kind of what a serious person that young man is that just committed to Tennessee. Pretty good insight from him yesterday on that. So uh, we come back on the other side, and we will get it done for you. It is a jam I mean a stacked and packed Wednesday as we continue on the other side. Todd Helton in the HOF. It's a beautiful thing. More after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. TB back with you. The great Watson Brown breaking it down scientifically. Watson's Watson's got a tea time uh, today, so I've got to make sure we honor that. He's going to go out in the going to go out in the driving rain and play today. What, what course are we playing today, Watson? In the driving rain. We're still in we're still in the house courts course with the putting green right the house now. <laughs> home course as they say in the trade. We we haven't made it out of the house course just yet. <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun. Hey Watson, this is why we all live in Tennessee, you know? I mean uh, oh, if you don't like the weather way today. Oh hey babe. Of course it's been about eight or nine days. Eight or nine time, days. So. Eight or nine days. Um <laughs> it's funny, I, I sent some photos up to my family and they were like where's that and i said that's my that's my driveway and they were like well you're not going anywhere i said yeah nowhere in a hurry uh watson let's talk here first of all this this young man that committed to tennessee the other day it's just so interesting that you and i gather and we break it down here on the program and people love hearing from you and yet this young guy has such a lineage and such a tie to you. Tell me about 
your tie to that family before we get into unpacking that young man? Oh, I'm very close to that family. Uh, in 81 and 82, uh, George, granddaddy George McIntyre hired me as the offensive coordinator at Vanderbilt. And I've worked for some great ones. It's amazing to me. I've always worked pretty much for defensive guys. Defensive people always have hired me all the way through. Pat Dye, George McIntyre, uh, gosh, I, Jackie Sherrill. Uh, all the ones I've worked for, Gary Gibbs at Oklahoma, um, George was the best to me. He was fantastic to work for and just a classy man. And it's amazing how things pass on down to me, Tony, because this kid, I've met him. I've met this George, and he's a classy young man. And I know Maddie's dead the the second son of Coach McIntyre, and Mike was the football coach at FIU still right now. So it's it's neat to watch this as I've gotten old and grow and see these kids. And they were come up to about my kneecap uh, when when I was coaching at Vanderbilt, and now their son is here's Matt's son that's the, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Neat story. Yeah, it is neat. It is neat, and. I guess when I first heard his name, I didn't put two and two together. And um, you're certainly more adept to this than I, than any of us would be to answer this question. When you look at that young guy, um, what do you see in him? Tell me what you see when you look at McIntyre. I see um, a mirrored image of Nico, the one we, the one you got right this minute um, at a younger age. Uh, tall, quick release, strong arm, very athletic to be six six, six five, whatever. And I just, I, you've got two that to me, this is going to be neat for, for coach. Even though he'll have them both together probably two years, I guess. And and uh, so it's just, uh, I just see a mirrored image. I do. Now he's very thin. But he's a junior in high school, and a lot of these kids, from juniors to seniors, man, I don't care if you're a lineman, running back, receiver, quarterback, there's a major growth spurt between your junior and your senior year through my recruiting times anyway. And myself, I was about 160-something as a junior, and I weighed 188 when I got highly recruited as a senior. You just grow, and he's going to put pounds on. Um, I played all the sports. A lot of people say, hey, you play all the sports. He plays football and basketball. But I played all three. And and they say, well, you do that, you can't grow. It, 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 nature takes care of that stuff. So, no, I, I think he's a hit. I think he's going to be a really good player. I like talking to him. He's poised. He does not carry an ego whatsoever that when I was around him and, and I've listened to him talking different things, I – I think he's a he's a great get. I think he's a steal. I do think he's one of the best ones out of that class coming up, by far one of the best ones. When you look at him, uh, Watson, in terms of throwing the football and his other attributes, like we talked about, and you've always been honest with us, um, you were telling us Joe, um, Joe Milton just kind of never fit Tennessee's offense. When you yeah, I think at, Joe's going to be a better pro than he was college. That's player. crazy. When you think about this guy's fit for Heupel's offense, talk to me. I, I, again, I think he's Nico, and I think he's a perfect fit. In this offense, you have to be an athlete. You, you can't 
to me, play as a drop-back passer, just a, 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 just a stand-there guy. You've got to add lib in this offense and make plays. And uh, Nico, I see doing that, saw it in his last game that he played. He can slide around. He can throw a different um, – what am I trying to say here? It, it isn't all prim and proper. Different levels. He, different, he can throw off of a f- one foot. Yeah. Um, and not everybody can do that. Not by, by far, not all can do that. I would say maybe 10% of the quarterbacks in the country can do that. But this offense, to me, it's all built so much around the quarterback. The quarterback has to be able to do everything. And George can run with it when he needs to run. They have call runs that I've watched him. I watched him play two or three times this year, and and uh, he can he can he can gain you three yards when you need it. He can slide around in the pocket. He can be running sideways and make throws and make plays. Uh, I don't see anything missing other than what I see in Nico right now. Two things that are very correctable, and that's experience and bigger and stronger. I see the same in both of them. And George, even to, to be a better player next year, needs to gain weight. And and, he, and that experience he's going to have after playing this year against really good teams uh, with not a very good team. And uh, that's going to help him a bunch, and I think he'll be better next year. As That's why I think Nico is going to be much better next year and will get better as the year goes on because the experience he got late, the experience he's going to have in the whole offseason because they're going to, they're going to put him in front of cameras and and film and and he's they're going to figure out a lot of ways to get him better. He'll study so much more now and in the offseason. Yeah, uh, so much. And then they're going to live with him in the weight room now. They're going to live with him, and he's going he won't look the same come August. Just put it down. He will not look the same come August. And uh, that's what George needs, too. So it's amazing that what I see in both of them right now are the same. And it's a perfect situation. Like our, our recruiting guy, X, was talking about the other day. He just jumped on with us when this happened. And he said one of the things that's really significant about this, and it's kind of hidden in the fine print, is that when you get a signature quarterback from Nashville that's going to be the anchor to your class. And these guys are the anchors of these classes. I mean, it's kind of, oh, they, absolutely. you know, to some extent it's always been that way, but these days it's... Uh, no, it's more so now. Yeah. He has an opportunity now to make a two-and-a-half-hour drive up to campus on these huge visit uh, weekends and and be kind of the Pied Piper. Hey, come on and play with me. Uh, how significant is that to you? Well, and and the timing of when he's coming is it's all of that is significant being being a tennessee guy that can hurt you if you're not successful and it can really help you if you are successful so it can work both ways uh but being an in-state guy being a being a tennessee guy uh i think it is is a big plus and to have one in the state that good and, and the second thing to me tony he's walking in the door when he comes in nico will be playing in his Last year, correct? That would be Nico's That's third correct. year. That's correct. And then he so he sits one year and he's ready to roll. He'll be the backup for a year and he'll be ready to roll. So there isn't any of this. Oh, does he stay? Does he go? Uh, does he hang around for another year like the like the kid uh, Simpson 
who was another great player in the state from Martin. I coached his daddy and coached against his daddy. Mm-hmm. I coached his daddy at Mississippi State um, and Jason Simpson, and mm-hmm. then I coached against him in the OVC. He was at Martin when I was at Tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, the background on that one, same thing. And that, but, but he's sitting down there. Ty's sitting down there saying, do I stay? Do I go? Uh, George ain't going to go through that because of the timing of this. It's, it's going to work out perfect. Yeah, and does he have the type of personality that will attract other kids? Yes, yeah. He's humble, uh, articulate. When he, he talks, he handles himself very well. He's very classy. Uh, yeah, it, it, his stature, number one, rated where he is, his stature, and then his background through his all the way through his granddaddy and his uncle being a head coach now. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to him that uh, would attract other, other guys, I think. Bring Sean Sinclair in here, and then Brian's got something as well, as it's Wednesdays with Watson Brown. TM, don't try this at home, boys and girls. Go ahead, uh, Sean. Hey, Coach. Glad to hear you again. Um, you always raise my performance on here, which is barely even audible, so I uh, appreciate that. A um, couple things for you. Uh, one, how reassuring is it for a coach in today's college football atmosphere when you know that for the next five years, that you've got arguably one of the best quarterbacks, uh, if they stay healthy in your program, and you don't have to wor- you don't have to keep worrying about that in the transfer portal. You don't have to anything can happen uh, as far as and it being a quarterback, so you can you know offensive guys are going to follow. Second of all is I find it interesting how uh, we're kind of going back to old school with. Uh, uh, non-specializing in sports yet we're kind of the, the the trend is now to and it applies to george it almost seems a necessity for great players to graduate early and, and come on in uh, at the bowl practice or spring it used to be that uh, let him play some basketball and baseball let him go to a senior thing but in the big money now it, it's it's so much different your thoughts on both those things well, yeah, I, good, good questions all the way around. And, uh, yeah, I think that Tennessee's hit the jackpot here because it all starts, Sean, at quarterback, period. If you don't have one of those, you ain't winning in today's world. It ain't happening. Uh, now you got to build around that guy, but you, if you've got everything else 100% in place and you don't have that guy, you, you're not going very far. You're just not going to go very far, and it, because this world now is, it, it's quarterback oriented. It's what I've always had to do, Sean, because I wasn't as good as people we were playing. I had to be good at quarterback. I had to be, and they had to be athletic, and they had to be able to move around, and they had to make plays on their own. Some, I mean, I couldn't win. I couldn't move the ball without that. And now that's the game. It's the game for everybody. This ain't Herschel Walker. And the tailback is not the guy anymore. And, it, and, and when I was coming into the business, it was the guy. And uh, it's not anymore. So you nailed that, and they've hit two top dogs that are just alike. It's amazing to me that they're not going to have to change a thing. 
uh, what they build around Nico is going to fall right into George. I mean, it's to a T. And so, man, it, they got to feel really good about it. And uh, so I agree with that. The second thing, another great question, and I just don't like it, but it's not changing. I don't like these kids coming out that young. I, I think it's better off for them to stay through high school and enjoy that last semester, um, and especially if you're a really good baseball player with it and a basketball player. Uh, like George is with it. I just don't like it, but it'll never change, Sean, because they're getting big bucks. Number one, they're, they're going to start making money a half a year earlier. And number one, and number two, that spring practice is big. It is just, it's big that you can get in there and start from scratch in the winter learning, just like Nico will still start him from scratch. It's what you do. You don't, just take them from where they are right now. You start back with all the fundamentals from scratch again. And you start back with, or I always did, you start back with watching the tapes and, okay, when it's double safeties, you got to watch both guys. Because if it's double safeties, it could be quarters, it could be halves, it could be quarter halves, it could be zero man. If it's single safety, it's three deep zone or it's man free. It's man free with four man rush or it's bring five and not have a sitting free guy in the middle of the middle of the field underneath the safety. I'm getting complicated here, but that's what you do. You start back from scratch and George is going to be able to do that walking in the door. So I understand why they're bringing them out early. Uh, I don't think it's as important for an offensive lineman or a running back to do that. But a quarterback, I I can get it. I see why these colleges want him in there. I just don't like it for the kids' sake. I, I just don't. But, again, I'm an old-timer, so you got to put up with that a little bit. Well, you know, another thing, Watson, look, Todd Helton just went into the Hall of Fame. Last time I checked, there's a couple hundred of those people that have walked on the planet. Okay? Not many. Not many. Guy played every sport coming up, yep. and every season had a different ball in his hand. And, and, and look, I... I get preachy with parents because the specialization thing is, to me, it's deleterious. I think emotionally for people, for youngsters, gifted athletes should allowed to be should be allowed to be gifted athletes in various sports. And then if you want to eventually choose something, choose okay, fine. But this concept of we're going to turn you into a Romanian athlete. And identify you for the, which is what we've done, for the Romanian communist uh, national team at the age of eight. And you're not going to do anything else. Uh, I'm sorry. And I'm not judging anybody. People raise their children. You, you do what you want to do. That's fine. I'm sure I made my mistakes along the way. But I do, oh, believe, I do believe strongly, Watson, that in sports, you think about this kid here who's a great basketball player. You know that helps him on a football field. And I'm just talking about the sports alone. And then I'm thinking about Nico, who's a world-class volleyball player. The nimble footwork it takes. Those are graceful, elegant, powerful. The burst it takes to get off the floor, the timing, all that stuff. You can't tell me that you, being a multiple-sport athlete like you were, a legend, a literal legend in the state, some of the things that you did, you as a kid you can't tell me that that's that this is good what we're doing now with these kids because it's not no i i I just don't think it is 
I'm taking up for the college coaches because I get it. I get it. Because if you don't do it and you say, I don't want to hurt the kid, I don't want to bring him in that early. And then everybody's doing it around you, you you lose time. I get it. I blame the high school coach and I blame the families. I just don't don't push them. I, I had a very athletic daughter and son. They both played college sports. And I can take my daughter, and I think back, she 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 was the one that moved around quite a bit because I moved around. My son got to stay in one place, uh, but she moved around. And I watched so many girls when she was 10, 11, and she's playing in these basketball leagues, and she's she was a basketball, softball, volleyball player. She played all three. And and they get burnout. They get burnout. burnout. They would get burnout before they got through high school. Because they took them at such a young age and just killed them. Had them traveling all over the place and practicing every day and doing this. And it, it, they weren't just kids. They were they were professional athletes at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And, uh, man, I just, I don't know. Again, Tony, it's an old-timer talking. And you're right. There's a lot of things I did wrong raising mine. But I just think we need to let them be kids. And let them decide which one's best for them. Don't have some coach saying, well, if you don't come and play all summer basketball, you're not going to be on my basketball team. Good. I'll find another place I mean, to play. That'd be my reply to that. It's just, yeah, but if you want to play. That's right. And so you end up killing yourself. That's you're doing right. basketball all summer. You're doing football all summer. Uh, you, and you have, you're just killing yourself. And so, yeah, don't get me started on that. But I do understand these college guys, and I do think it matters, especially as a quarterback, to get in there and get those fundamentals right sure. out the gate. Sure, You're getting fundamentals even really before you're taught to play. And I believe that's the way you teach quarterback. you got to start on defense first as a quarterback. you got to start on footwork and fundamentals and how to throw a ball and all that before you – the third thing is offense, in my personal opinion. Let me bring the great uh, Brian Hartman in here now without further ado. He's the backbone of this thing, the literal spine of this show, which at times can appear spineless. But Brian's our spine. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, Watson, uh, the quarterback is a position that a guy has to carry himself differently than the rest of his team, just not only on the field but off the field as well. It appears that George McIntyre is very serious. He has a very – sense of maturity about him at such a young age and how important is that to have your quarterback be more serious than the rest of the team and also how can coaches is is it a skill set for coaches to identify who would be serious as far as playing qb goes and just how they they act not only on the field but just can they make good decisions and can they make quick decisions even in a stuff that doesn't have anything to do with football well, and, and that that is an art to me, Brian, and another great question. You guys, that's why I enjoy coming on. You guys are good. You get deep into some stuff. And uh, to me, a quarterback, I'll start with the, 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 the physical pieces and all that first. But the, a lot of it is given to you by the good Lord, and a lot of it can be taught. But you can't take it to another level without not having a piece of that in you. And uh, it's what I call the it factor. I've, I've always said there's an it factor to be a head coach. There's an it factor to be a really good quarterback. And that's part of the it factor. And this another piece of that it factor that you're talking about is right. The seriousness of it, you've you got to be, the word I like to use with them all the time is be guarded. You, you better, everything you do 
you better understand what you're doing. And if you run out and get downtown and get in trouble, you have not, you have hurt you, but you have really hurt the team because you're at the top of the team. You're the one they're looking at. And I'd say the same thing during the game. You come off the field and you have a bad play and you go over and throw your helmet up against the wall, then you have affected the whole team. Now the whole team's disarray. And they're, now they're, can we do this? Oh man, we're, we've lost it right now. So that guy, more than more than anybody in any sport, in any sport, the quarterback better be guarded and thinking about what he does because he's representing him and his family, but he's representing that whole team through the university. There's a lot on a quarterback's shoulders, and uh, that's what I always loved about it. That's why I've always loved coaching them. And I love playing that position myself. It's it's different than anything. As I said, I played all three sports, Brian. There wasn't anything in basketball near that way. There wasn't anything in baseball near that way. Uh, it's just different when you're a quarterback, and especially a quarterback at a very high-profile place. Maybe the closest thing in baseball is like a really serious, good, thorough catcher that does all his homework and – Kind of sees the yeah, field and can it, calm it, things right. down and that sort yeah. of thing, but and there's a not. Point guard. Yeah, and a point guard, but but, but you know, um, it's just still not hardly to the same level. No, it's and, just not. No, I wasn't a catcher, but I was a point guard, and it's not. It's not the same level. I, I'll tell you. And let's transition here to these playoff games because there's a couple great tra- uh, championship games this weekend. Um. And and let's start with the San Francisco 49ers because it's very, very, very predictable to some of the talking heads over at ESPN. They've got to fill all that airtime. I feel sorry for those people. Look, I, I'm barely uh, – I'm pretty talented, okay? And I, I barely can do it for a couple of hours a day and keep it interesting. I don't know how you could sit there all day and talk about the same thing over and over again, never change subjects. Now they're saying that Brock Purdy's a system quarterback. Hey, Watson, here's the thing. When you're that young, you're the sixth pick, sixth round pick, last pick in a draft, and you're what they call the Mr. Irrelevant and this, that, and the other, and you're in a playoff game, and your team hasn't played well, and you're playing in inclement weather, and you drive the ball the length of the field, and you win a game like that Saturday night, you're more than a system quarterback, Watson. I'm sorry. I can't stand that. I can't stand hearing that because I played the position. There was no system that fit me perfect. You got to you got to make plays. And can a quarterback coach? Can a system help a quarterback? Yes, but it can help the great ones as long as the, it can help the average ones. How do you help a quarterback? You find ways to throw a ball at where I'm going. I'm going to catch it and I'm going to throw it to one guy. I don't have to worry about reads. I don't have to worry about getting into a second or third. I get to throw it to one guy. The more of those you get in a game, the easier it is to play the position. But other than that, guys got to go make plays, man. You can't teach a guy that, okay, I'm going to go here with it, and here comes a dude right in my face. What am I going to do? How do you teach that? Well, is he coming from the left? Is he coming from the right? Is he coming from behind me? Is he coming straight at me? Um, have I got time to throw it through him? Do I have to move around? Do I have to scramble? Can I just slide around? Do I need to run? You can't teach that. That guy's got to do that instinctively. 
And uh, you can talk to him about those things, but he's got to do it. You can't create that in practice to where it's going to be the same thing. So that's a bunch of bull. Brock Purdy is a good player. He proved it to me the other night. No quarterback's going to throw it great in the downpour rains. None of them. As a coach, as an offensive coach and head coach, Tony, I hate, I'd get up every Saturday morning and say, oh, God, is it raining today? I didn't want to deal with it. I did not want to deal with it. If I'm up and playing Tennessee and Knoxville, the first thing I do get up and say, are we going to have a good day or am I going to have to deal with rain? Uh, I'd say quarterbacks, do not throw it in small BB holes. Check it down. Don't take chances. I I, I don't want to play a game that way. So fun. And and I didn't want to have to teach my quarterback to play a game that way. But so that kid, and so did the other kids, struggled with the rain. That's all that was. And it's a difference, man. But when it counted, the rain had let up a little. That helped him. But when it counted, he took that team right down the field, and he was five or six or six or seven, I forget what it was, and took them in to score to win the game. And Jordan Love had the same opportunity, and he wasn't able to get that done. He threw a bad ball, throwing across his body, made a bad decision. So don't give me that. The kid's a good player. There, there ain't a core, there ain't a team left up there that doesn't have a good quarterback playing in the game. You darn tootin'. And who do you th- what do you think now? The Lions are going for their first playoff road win since 1956. But other than that, they've been a very good franchise down through the years. In uh, Kansas City is getting the NFL sent out their uh, assignments for officials, and they're getting a guy who is the most generous toward road teams of anybody in the sport. So oh, you don't think hey, you don't think they want Taylor Swift in that Super Bowl, do you? You don't. You oh, think the God. numbers that would do? Oh. Can you imagine? Of course, oh, that's no, not how yeah. things work in sports. We know that at that level, that's not. That's all on the up and up. But what do you think happens this weekend, Watson, in the two games? Ooh, I think these are great games. I think they're great games. I I just I just I got a feeling it's just the Ravens' time. And I'll be disappointed that. if it's not, because I'm pulling for that kid. And and uh, I really am. He's gotten so much better, guys, from watching him just when he first came into the league till now. You're right. And uh, he's gotten so much better, and he proved the heat was on him last week, man. They yes. go in at the half 10 to 10, and we're getting beat. Honestly, kind of embarrassed. The Texans were taking it to them. And they regrouped in there, and they dominated. That second half. I mean, in all phases. And so I'm kind of pulling for them because they've caught so much grief. Uh, and, and I'm pulling for the Lions because they've caught so much grief through the years. And uh, I don't know that I, I even got a little emotional toward the end of that game the other day. It's neat. Uh, I mean, it, it was neat, man. Yeah. It, 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 it shows you what football means in our country. It's neat. And what it also means in people getting off the ground getting knocked down and yep. getting up and making, changing it and changing things around. And that team has been knocked down for so many years. And that, that community has been knocked down for so many years and to get up off the ground and change it. Uh, that that's special to me because that's what I see. You learn from football so much and more than any of the three other sports I played, 
is you get knocked down and you got to yeah. get up and you got to make a play again. Except at Buffalo. Except, a, a Watson, except Buffalo, where you're of the knowledge that when that kick went wide right, again, oh, you God, have to wake up. Are you sitting up, there seeing that oh, in the Super Bowl? you got to wake up tomorrow in Buffalo. Imagine being a Buffalo fan going, you know what? Well, season's over. Oh, I got to wake up tomorrow to 27 inches of snow, and it's about five degrees. This thing we've you're, just done you're, you're, is every dead right, Tony. It's every it's day not there. As bad as the lines. It's not what the lines have been. <laughs> Buffalo's been to a bunch of Super Bowls. Buffalo's yeah. won a lot of division championships. These poor lines fans. Oh I my mean, gosh! It's even a lot worse for them to me. So right. I, I think we got. I think we got two great games this weekend. On the way out, Watson, did the Titans, who have just almost evolved into some goofy stuff in recent years, did they make a good hire? I think they did philosophically. Who knows? I don't know the young man. <laughs> but I think they needed an offensive guy. They hadn't had one in forever. I think they needed a true offensive guy, and they need to develop this quarterback. He's got to be developed. This guy has done that. What he did at Cincinnati this year when they lost their star and then the guy that played behind him played fantastic and so i think this guy can do that i thought philosophically they made a good hire i just don't know him i don't know him and so i'm not sure about that but philosophically i thought they went the right direction i'm absolutely bowing my head at your appearance today it's been absolutely incredible anything else you'd care to add here on the way out you've been a gentleman and a scholar Oh, I just love being on with you all. It's an honor, and uh, uh, it's good to get to know you, even though I don't. So one I know, of the days the we're going to get to know each other better. Well, so. What we need to do is we need to get down, because Georgie Boy invited me back. I got the I got the double invite from Georgie Boy to come back to <laughs> see, see another you're, hockey you're game. special, man. See another hockey game. Maybe we'll pick you up on the way down, and we'll go see another Preds game. That might be. That might be. Either that or, see, I think you'd like my son more than you like me because he can take you out and play golf with you, and he's a good kid, and I'm kind of obnoxious. I, you know, I'm better in small doses, Watson. We ought to keep our relationship right here, bro. <laughs> small doses. Small doses. Thank you, buddy. Uh, good, talk good to, to talk to y'all. See ya. And he appears on your TLD Logistics hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. Sean, a little of me goes a long way, as they say in the trade. Very little spreads awfully thin, my man. Thank you. Brian, that's pretty good advice, right? Pawn Anthony off on him. And uh, and and not... Well, he could probably keep up with Watson on the golf course easier than you could. That's the point. Watson would be looking at me like, who is this jabroni? Get this fool away from me. This, j- <laughs> this jamoke. He's going to kill somebody. This ham and egg is going to hurt somebody out here. Sean... McIntyre, that's almost too good to be true. When you look at him, you listen to him, you ponder the future. You said it earlier. You think about how we've been through the wilderness here, and now things are just coming easily. It's uh, it, happy days are here again. You know, you wait right around long enough, and the wheel's coming back around for the Vols. You can just see it. I think it's the age-old uh, wisdom of delayed gratification is always better than instant gratification. And what we've had with this is you have a coach who came here with a plan. Uh, not a lot of us recognized the plan. Not a lot of us believed 
in whatever plan because he was, let's get real. I mean, he was a guy. Yep. Just a guy. Just a guy. Who was red, who, who was, frankly, Central Florida was ready to cast him aside. Yes. With the, un, with the belief that he was winning with Scott Frost's players mm-hmm. and he was, we've even had some of our close friends say that his, uh, yeah, every year goes by that he's not with someone else's players. His his uh, his uh, ability declines. Yes, that's so a belief around him. Yeah, you have a you have a guy here who preaches culture. Uh, you have a guy here who who um, is a family person, etc. And in the lexicon of great college coaches, that runs against Nick Saban. That runs against Urban Meyer. That runs against Bill Belichick. It runs against that. However, and I'll wrap it up here. With Nico and George McIntyre, regardless of how good a kid they are, regardless of their upbringing, they are generational earners for their families and for the next couple of generations potentially. You can say you want the college experience, but as a parent, you have to put those those kids, athletes, in a position where they can make millions and millions and millions, much like the Mannings did several decades ago. And so they can literally go anywhere. And the NIL money will be there. They get just as much anywhere else. And yet both of those and the McIntyre's no football. Heck, his uncle is a sitting coach. And they are very comfortable sending their sons to play for uh, Josh Heupel. If you don't want to know about what this guy's all about then okay just believe your narrative but nothing speaks louder than some of the biggest potential earners in the country in sports their families have put them with josh heupel no no question and it's be really fun to watch them put a team together around him that's the one thing about college sports that i love and in this era it's even you know it's even more profuse. Well, the, 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 the but... quarterback in college football is the rising is the rising tide. Yep. It just is. If you watch it, if you go back to any, you go back to Peyton Manning, you go back to Heath Schuler, yep. you all the great quarterbacks. What you see is you get a great quarterback in here. All of a sudden, you get more prolific on offense. Once you get more prolific on offense, you start bringing in the higher ranked wide receivers and running backs and offensive linemen. Once you start. Uh, the next step in the process is you start winning more, and once you start winning more, then you start bringing in your better DBs and your better uh, linebackers. And then the final uh, evolution of that is you're winning more and more. That's when you start bringing in your John Hendersons, your Albert Hainsworth, your Sean Ellis from out of state because those guys are the true gold standard. That's where you win championships, and that's the final piece. And we're starting to see that the next step will be when we start getting um, these um, uh, these kids uh, that are going to Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State on the defensive line. And we are getting some of the edge rushers, but the closer you get to the football, the more valuable you get. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome in. You're on the air. Hey, guys. This is Jason from Dalton. Can you hear me? Hey, Dalton. Jason, welcome. always good to hear from you, my friend. Yeah, very, very good. I'm, I'm kind of less busy at work today than usual, so I figured right I'd on. call in and talk to you guys about the quarterback situation moving forward as I, as, as I see it, at least. 
Uh-huh. Um, I had the opportunity to um, officiate uh, one of Merklinger's uh, game, uh, playoff game last year. Uh, not this past season, but the season before. And I got to see some of him. And um, good kid, nice kid. He, he, he is a Division One college starting quarterback. He is. Um, but the problem with that he's going to have is he is definitely sandwiched between Nico and this McIntyre kid. Um, he's not. Um... Oh, what happened to the fella? Darn it. I hate when that happens. He, um, um, hopefully he comes back to us. In the meantime, 865-200-5402. Tony Valls is going to join us. The Merklinger guy uh, looks like he's okay. Sean, did you watch Polynesian Bowl? He looks like an okay player. He didn't jump off the page at me. He didn't like a heavy ball guy to me, though. Yeah, but you got to remember that that game traditionally is very much affected by wind. Okay. Uh, Nico had a lot of that. You're, you're right there on the coast. If you watch closely enough, you can see the ocean. I mean, that is that beautiful. Has there been a problem with that that game with punting and also with uh, place kicking. So I'm not sure I would be all that. Also, you have with a quarterback. If you're not sure about where your receivers are going, that's going to take a little velocity off your passes a lot uh, away from that. Uh, I would remind everybody that Georgia was stacking five-star quarterbacks when uh, uh, the Bennett kid was winning back-to-back national championships. It's wild, isn't it? Alabama has, you can't even imagine how many five-star uh, quarterbacks that have transferred from there. Now, obviously, they've had some. Jalen Hurts wasn't one of them. He was highly ranked, but he wasn't one of those guys. Right. Uh, so, you, you just, you never, compared to these other two, he's different. Compared to the rest of the country, He's quite a prospect. Pretty interesting. Pretty uh, pretty good problem to have, uh, I guess. At the end of the day, uh, well, well, in, this, in this day in this day and era, if you're a quarterback, let, let's take a look. If, say say one of these three guys, whoever, they come here, they get coached up, and then they go somewhere for big NIL money or a, 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 a different platform to showcase what they can do. Yeah. You think that that helps recruiting quarterbacks, not hurts recruiting quarterbacks. No doubt about it. Once you get the pipeline started, we've seen that in this deal, no matter where it is, here, there, Texas, uh, any of these places, we'll come back on the other side. Um, Ponda continues. We'll get some more calls in. And then Tony Valls is going to cometh on the induction uh, yesterday, Todd Helton into the Hall of Fame, the significance of that. He wants to come on and celebrate with us. So we continue after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over-the-phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan. Call 855 UHC More. That's 855 UHC More. 855 UHC M O R E.
This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Number one Italian in town. Now, I have moved ahead of Carmen Degano in the recent Italian American Club rankings, but Tony Valls, I still have a ways to go uh, to catch him in my candidacy. But Tony, a guy that got elected last night, and a vote of another kind that's a little more important and probably a little more real than that. It doesn't get any more. It's as real as rain when you're in that Baseball Hall of Fame. What an exclusive club. An incredible honor for Todd Helton. And I know you wanted to jump on with us and say a few words about just just how incredible this all is. Yeah, I mean, just just happy for him. And he's just as good of a family man as he was a player and so happy for his his entire family too but i don't think this younger generation takes time to really dig into stuff and if if our kids would which i we've encouraged them to do they'd know this is the most exclusive and kind of the most valued hall of fame out there the most storied uh cooperstown is the most well known and then this is this is an elite elite group you talk about you and i were mentioned off the air yeah. Only one SEC baseball player in the history of the world has been in the Hall of Fame prior to Todd, and now there's two. Yeah, it's like the elite of the elite of the elite, and there are a lot of amazing players, like the Dale Murphys of the world, that never got there. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys, if they even think there was a hint of PEDs or anything like that, I think you're pretty much kind of ousted for now. I'm not... You know that's that's another conversation, but there's there's many phenomenal players that'll never, you know, kind of be on that stage of of giving a speech in Cooperstown with the jacket on, and, and Todd's going to be doing that in July, and uh, it'll be great for all of all fans to watch that. And, and sorry to get worried. The one thing I said um, to John Wilkerson about you mentioned a lot of great players. What makes Todd special, and to me, the class of this class is Cooperstown had a photo, and it was the three guys going in. Todd was in the middle, which is fitting, because you got Maurer, who had a gorgeous swing and was known as just a great dude. And then on the other side, you got Beltre, who was a phenomenal defender, a warrior, um, known as a winner. And Todd is in the middle of those two guys. And Todd is both those things. You know, he's both those guys combined. Um, Really almost kind of the perfect player for his position. And the Beltre guy was just incredible right away. And, of course, we come up in this community. T- Tony, I was a kid in radio at the time when Todd was deciding whether or not to sign uh, with the Padres out of high school as a second-round pick or um, play college football. But Todd Helton's one of these guys, and you and I have talked about this in the past. And we were just talking to Watson Brown a second ago about the concept of and he's a disappearing breed unfortunately but these multi-sport athletes i mean this guy was a freak uh and could have done whatever he wanted to do in athlete in athletics rather yeah a fearless competitor i mean you can see in his eyes um regardless of what highlights you know there's been a bunch of them being played it could be when he's 19 years old or at the end of his career you can see that he was a fearless competitor so that probably applies to how he hunts and golfs, um, but also back in the day, probably how he played ping pong or other games in the neighborhood. And on a college campus, he was able to do 
um, you know, two of the biggest sports at one time. Yeah, because of athleticism, but I, I think, you know, just a ferocious competitor, and ultimately that's what drove his success uh, of the teams that he was on, not just personal success. But, you know, Colorado has not done, you know, um, what they did with him, and I don't, I don't know that they ever will. Well, there's a great story. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I've chosen down through the years to believe it, and I'll throw it at you because stuff like this is fun now looking back at it. But if you can imagine when Peyton Manning visited, Todd Helton's on campus, um, and um, he basically tells Manning, you're not taking my job. <laughs> I mean, these guys are, uh, you know, that's the mentality you have to have. No, it is. And, and between the lines uh, is no place to make friends if you want to be the best version of yourself. It really isn't. But everybody who's ever been a tremendous athlete that's well-respected off the field and knows where that line kind of ends. And um, Todd's so gracious with his time with VFLs with our guys we had a couple guys break his records which i think the pandemic probably had something to do with that but he was gracious enough to compliment them and and congratulate them um great dude off the field but but on the field or when you're talking about the competitive realm like that story with peyton um peyton and todd and other great ones like them are not to be crossed do your kids understand who todd helton is tony when they're around them they they definitely understand it's funny I mentioned the Lawrence Taylor story to them yesterday, and they got very offended when I said they didn't know who he was. Um, they know, you know, they want to hear the most recent song, and, and they may forget who actually won last year's World Series and things like that for a minute. But but overall, I think all kids understand their time will come to an end, and they want to kind of leave a legacy. So they need to appreciate others and, and those that have come before them. And, and when it's somebody who has actually been on this campus, and is contributing in great fashion to our facilities and proving um, he's done more than, than what's listed um, since we've been here. And he helped Coach Serrano a little bit, too. Um, our kids know that, and they're appreciative, and they take the time to really grasp you know, who he is and, and what he's accomplished. So he's been involved in terms of trying to help you guys raise capital, that sort of thing? Yeah, he's made donations around here that don't, all that stuff doesn't always get publicized. Um, obviously, it was a huge part of the groundbreaking ceremony because they've been overly generous with uh, the stadium construction that's going on. But there's, there's been other things that he's either helped with either his time um, you know, or resources. Tony, the significance of just having that next to the University of Tennessee as somebody who's shepherding the program through this time, what, what does it mean to you, to the program? It means relevance. Um, you know, we want our tradition to be lumped in with the, the best traditions in college baseball. And there, there's other people who have a longer list of this or that. Um, but that is a very unique category for somebody to be in. And this is going to go on for a while. I mean, we're going to celebrate them during the spring. Again, uh, the speech and the induction will come in the summer, which will be a grand event. And then you'll never be able to take that moment or just his notch or spot in history from, from this day forward. And it's a bragging point. It's something that will get a ton of publicity and, and attention, which is what kids see. And it, it really dates back to when he first got here. He helped put Tennessee on the national stage um, as a player. Uh, was a huge catalyst to that. 
and now he's even doing it years after he's done with MLB. So, you know, I was the, they asked me about a quote, and I think what he did in Colorado was awesome, but what he did here, starting with being a hometown hero that decided to stay local and go to our university when he could have gone to any, and then say no to the draft and stay true and loyal to his word of coming here, um, it, it's, it's an ongoing story. You know, that's a great point. Um, I wonder, I've never asked Berkey this, but Berkey reached out to me today. He's like, could I say a few words today? on a pro-? And I said, absolutely, man. So he's going to join us later on. And, you know, you almost get the feeling that if it's if it's not for Helton, does the baseball program ever get off the ground, you know? You can make that argument. You can make that argument. And, um, you know, our coaching staff here tried to compare, like, have we had a guy like that since – and there has not been one guy, but with him, you, you could really point to that. And, you know, there was great coaches working hard and other things that transpired, but on the field is where the action happens. And he dictated it at the plate, in the field, and on the mound and really got this thing going to where you had a decade of just as much success in Knoxville as anywhere in college baseball, and he kick-started it. When he pitched in relief there in, that, in, the, in the final series on the way to Omaha, that's uh... – that's legendary stuff, man. And and he went right to the Major League Baseball and continued to do his thing as we visit with uh, Tony Vitello on the show. Sean Sinclair, jump in here. Go ahead, Sean. You're on with Tony. Hey, Coach. Thanks for thanks for joining us. I've got a couple questions for you. One, you hear it all the time. You hear it uh, in music with great musicians. You hear it with baseball players. Uh, they will say that the ball sounds different coming off the bat. Uh, that was that's they said that with Todd. They say it with uh, Berkey. Um, I'm sure with a lot of it, you know Bryce Harper when he was in high school. First of all, why is that? Are they just stronger? Are they you know what's the they just hit it more solidly? But that's universally been the thing there. And then you're talking about how exclusive this is. I remember when he was a senior, and there was a guy in California named Mark Kotze. And those two yeah. were pretty much identical players. They were they were number for number and batting average. They were both equally great pitchers. Uh, and I think Kotze may have won one of the Players of the Year award that year. And they both went to Omaha. And yet, Mark Kotze, with all due respect, he's not going into the Hall of Fame right now. Just how not only great do you have to be, how lucky do you have, how fortunate with the opportunity. It, it really is that exclusive. You have to be all those things, and then with our sport in particular, no better or worse than football or whatever, but you have to do it a day and then another day and then another day. There are so many repetitions that pile up, and Katze was a kid I looked up to. I looked up to both those guys when I was mm. playing. I mean, I, was, I wanted to be like those guys, and I don't know why Todd separated himself success-wise or, you know, everyone's got their own story, um, but the bottom line is it's an – ongoing challenge every single day and he was such a routine orientated guy and competitive in all situations and it helped him uh, survive i don't know if it's the right word but survive as long as he did at that level and continue to have success and then back to your other point you know i think baseball strength is different than football strength or tennis or and when guys have that and they can center it on the barrel it sounds louder and some guys can do it occasionally, and then some guys can do it consistently. And he could have the explosive one probably that was louder, 
um, and, and, but more importantly, could do it consistently. And that's why he got that reputation of getting it on the barrel and having it come off hot. And, you know, Philip Fulmer was huge in the life of those two guys you mentioned, Peyton and, and Todd Helton. And another guy was David Cutcliffe. And I was able to meet with Coach Cutcliffe for the first time down in Birmingham last fall. And he used, he told the story. He used to be up in the office late at night and the cages that the baseball players would use were by there. And he'd hear guys in there swinging. Mm. And occasionally he'd hear a noise and he knew Todd was in there hitting mm. just from his office without ever even seeing who was in there. He would know it was Todd based off the sound alone. God, that's a great story. Go. Yeah. And Coach Cutcliffe is a great man. That was, that was a fun 30 minutes for me. And I know Todd and Peyton have as much respect for him as, as any human being that's out there. You know, I've often thought about him. He'd be a hell, he'd be a hell of a podcaster. You, you Heck sit yeah. there, you let him download him, just let him talk about all the things he's seen, done, been around, all the people. He's kind of always been a very good storyteller. Brian Hartman, jump in here with Tony Valls, and then we'll uh, dismiss him because he's a busy man today, not allowed to practice with his team. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> yes. Is there a player that do you think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame that right now isn't? And I want to see if you know if there's somebody that maybe you coached that's still playing. Do you think that might have a chance to get in the Hall of Fame someday? Yeah, I mean, I think Max is probably a first ballot guy, and, mm. and I was fortunate enough to to coach him. Um, you know, so that, that that one is kind of the first easy one to answer. Um, but the the thing is so jaded with the PED thing, and it's frustrating because I feel like those guys were allowed to do what they wanted to do, and then MLB came with the heavy hand at a later date after they had made a lot of money off some of these guys putting up explosive numbers. And, uh, again, it's, it's a long topic, but the one that sticks out to me, and I'm not saying it because there's a bit of a family tie to our program now, but Manny Ramirez being where he was at on the votes is a shock to me. And, uh, you know, I guess that maybe plays into it a little bit. But what that guy did in the postseason for his dating all the way back to the Indians um, is crazy. I think you should have a lot of individual success. You should be on teams that won. And then you should be a part of moments uh, that were that of legend, you know, whether it's a postseason walk-off home run or whatever it might be. And there's a few guys that, that fit that, and, and Manny's one that sticks out to me. Great Tony Vitello on the way out with UFC 300 around the corner the beginning of your season. We've got to do a super show uh, at some point on the uh, UFC 300, and then your your deal's right around the corner. And I would ask you how practice is going and all that because your season's like a month away, but you're not allowed to practice with your team because, <laughs> I mean, I don't. Maybe yeah, you can, maybe you can answer that. Maybe you maybe you're the one that set up this um, this timeline, Tone. Yeah, not me. I actually, we actually just got off a of head head coach's Zoom with the SEC conference, and I think some coaches were complaining about it. These are big time athletes, and and we should have time to prepare them. But Friday is technically when we're in season, even oh, though gosh. our first game is right around the corner. But the snow is melting, and one way or another, we're going to get out there and and get some work done today, and then, yeah, you and I have to circle back. Now, don't sleep on UFC 299 Uh before 300. It's in Miami if you're a fan or if you're uh, thinking about being a fan. That one is is pretty epic as well, but 
300, if, if Dana White can put uh, the cherry on top and find him a main event, I wonder if he's getting shut out a little bit on that deal. But if he puts a main event on top of what's already there, we will have a lot to talk about uh, in a couple weeks for sure. Kayla Harrison and Holly Holmes got my uh, attention, Pete, for no other reason, just because those are two legendary figures. But the the other thing is, over the weekend, that Strickland-Duplessis uh, uh, bout was, you talk about, two guys that went for it and that was one hell of a fight man it really was and the one thing again the the pandemic started my interest and then also i i hate politics and and unlevel playing fields and the yankees have a bigger budget than the royals i like mano a mano let's find out who's better and in ufc you almost always get that but every now and then, too, you get the old controversy in boxing or UFC where the, yeah. the judges get the, the say. Yeah. And uh, I wish there was a better system, but I'm I'm not in charge of that or NCAA rules or anything else. I've always been a live scoring guy, and I don't know why they yeah. don't do it. You know, because that way, we when the judges score, you see it basically, and and we all know what we're looking at. But they say there are reasons why that would not be a good route to go. Everything has its pluses and minuses. Uh, T, always a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, let me leave. Let me leave you with one mafia comment, since we're both Italian. Then I'll get out of your hair. Interesting. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. So if there's only three judges for a fight, and you and I are Italian, and we want to fix that thing, all we got to do is get to maybe one judge. That's it. But and they can't be paying those guys that much. I don't understand why they don't have like seven of them just to increase the sample size and lessen the odds that it's a bad decision because a guy had a bad night or something corrupt happened or something like that. That's one thing I don't don't understand is why there's only a couple people that have a say and who wins a knockdown drag out like that deal. So do you think, do you think Strickland won that fight? Is that what you're saying? You know, I, I know people that are smarter than me said he did, but I don't, I don't really know to me if Vegas wasn't involved, you call it a draw. Strickland didn't win enough, but he also didn't have enough happen where he needs to give up his belt. Let's run the thing back. That's and, interesting. Uh, or let them go their separate ways. But yeah. when you when you got Vegas involved, it, it adds a lot of quirky stuff. It adds people maybe betting on the Chiefs just because they think Taylor Swift needs to go on to the next round for the NFL. I saw a great thing the other day somebody put out on Twitter, which is true, that the crew that was assigned to the Chiefs game is the crew that you want if you want to win on the road in the playoffs. They have the best road record, the crew that's doing the game that got assigned that game. Now, if you believe in such things, more power to you. Tony, if people don't think that the NFL wants Taylor Swift up there in that box at that Super Bowl, you think that number's big now that they've drawn for Super Bowls? Those Swifties all around the world, that is for, that is like she what she does with her audience that's from another planet, the way she controls those yes. people. Yes, it is. It's, and, kind, uh, it's kind of like you and your legion of adoring <laughs> fans around here. Hey, we're, we're just trying to keep people happy and to make sure we're filling these new seats that they're building right outside right now. Appreciate you, T. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Take care. Congrats to Todd. Tony Vitello, one more time. The passion, he got me into the UFC. Um back over the pandemic we were talking i was like tony man i'm having sports withdrawals he's like man you need to get into this my my guys have kind of taught me this and scott holtzman uh 
and he's got you know we've got a local robust uh, UFC community and you really need to get into this and so Tony appears on your TLD Logistics hotline online at tldlogistics.com and Jim Peters and crew it won't be long till we're out there on the porch if you'll have me Tony wouldn't it be fair to say that uh, Vitello could get you into knitting or crochet or something no question yeah, tomorrow. If he got me a needlepoint and uh, some yarn, a couple needles, Sean, I, I'd, I'd uh, probably knit you. Sparks a, would be flying out of your hands. I'd knit you. A, <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to meet the individual that would get Tony Vitello into knitting and crocheting. I would knit you, Sean, like a Van Halen something or other. Yep. Brian, you're stepping on our bit here for the me. neck of one of your guitars. Yeah, Brian, you bit stepper. You're a bit stepper, Brian. I love you, though, bro. Uh, yeah, we love you. I, uh, what am I going to do here? Uh, let's go back to our phones. Hello and welcome in on our TLD Logistics phone line. There is no Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime tonight because there is no Tennessee basketball tonight due to the quirk of the schedule. But the Vols are in action on Saturday, and we'll have that for you. And it will be a total team takeover down in nashville we're going to talk with mark griffin coming up next segment on that hello and welcome in to our next call uh, oh my god i'm not able to speak hey peggy oh, how you lord. doing oh oh lord i cannot believe i was on hold while he's talking i am totally if you listen great. loud enough you could hear him breathing a couple times he even laughed oh, at my, my jokes god. man I cannot believe I'm reacting like this. Excuse me, gentlemen. I'm totally sorry. Do you find Do you find that man that attractive, Peggy? Are you serious now? Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Let me explain it. Oh my God! I just what? I have not, Listen to um, you. Are you kidding? I'm so thankful. You do not know how thankful I am that you did not say, hey, Tony, while you're here, let's take a call. Tony, I was jerking. I mean, literally jerking like I was watching, you know, that kid. There's that kick. I was just like, and I was going like, out the door, Tony, out the door to get Wow. I was so scared just going to bring up the ice bath. I was about to flip. And then I was on the line. You almost, do you realize what potential radio gold mine you had there? You know, I, I step on my own bits every day, Peggy. I miss my, miss my you chance. Didn't know, but I was praying, Tony. I was praying. I was praying because I couldn't have spoke. I probably would have just hung up. I really was that tore up. I don't think I could have spoke. Well. Seriously. Guy, the guy, I'm telling you, when we have him down there, I Calhoun, no, and I and, never laid eyes on, you know, actual. Oh, and we've told him about these Friday deals we're going to do at Calhoun's, and maybe get him down there some. And Lord, he is just, oh, whoa, in the spring, whoa, whoa, my in a couple boss, weeks. Yes, we. Oh, I can't even talk. Watson Brown, you know what he redeemed himself? Great quarterback talk. Oh, great quarterback talk uh, living with them raising them and my son now is living that kind of that life he's talking about he's got two that's in everything so it never stopped 
And I'm like, you know, I have such a love, you know, for that position. And it comes from being a mama of it. And so I think that's why I like I was over Joe Milton. I mean, I'm smart over at Brock Purdy. I'm ready to go, you know, raise money. And, you know, if on February the 11th, if they make it, that's my birthday. I think we need to go find me to send me to San or to Vegas. On behalf of the Tony Bustillo show, what do you think? Well, listen, you heard what Watson Brown said. This, this whole thing about a system quarterback, that pisses me off. Totally. That's a dumb. Well, if so, if Nico comes here and lights the world on fire, he's a system quarterback. No, I got a guy that fits my system. I mean, what are you kidding me? Oh, it's so crazy talk. Look here. I've, here's the here's what I boil it down to. The lady, the lady I brought up used to be the owner. I think she's a cougar, and she snatched Ron Clark. <laughs> And she made him walk, talk the talk, because he had been defending party all year. And you hear his comment, he went, I am so mad I was made to 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 include Brock Purdy in the conversation. Who made him? Who made him? It's incredible. And you know what? Whether you like, I didn't like it or cotton too much at all. But Pat McAfee, did you see his? Hell no. I ain't looking at Pat McAfee. Hey, I like that. Plain as English. I mean, come on. Ain't that what we want? We're trying to teach all our kids, uh, the quarterback position. And he, what now? I can't figure it out. Plain He's English. Got one foolishness. My kids but speak American. Clear to death. Y'all are marvelous. Peggy, you're the greatest intercontinental. You are the greatest intercontinental. On the way out, I'm going to say this to Detroit. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Come on down. There are so Thank, thank you, Peggy. Somebody could cut that call up and have all kinds of... It's not going to be me, but... Marky Boy Griffin on the other side. And then, a little later on after Marky Boy, it will be... We are, we are... The TLD Logistics Hotline is getting a workover today. Or workout. We've got our own TLD Logistics Peloton in here right now. Because then Chris Burke will be in here. And there's no telling. Burke's going to absolutely con- celebrate the Todd Helton deal. And then probably take a few cheap shots at me as well in the process. He always has some stored up. Uh, what are they, Brian, like? Um, what do you call that when you have grief with somebody and you want to give them like? You got heat. Yeah, he's always got these like stored up things from the last couple of months. He'll bring something up from November, and then he'll bring something. You know, it's just Burke's like hey, a Tone? Burke's like a good conscience of mine. Yes. Well, it's interesting that um, we're talking about Helton with yeah. um, with uh, uh, Cutcliffe and the quarterback connection. I'm not sure if you remember this. Joe Maurer was the number one quarterback, according to USA, uh, USA Today. Yes. And had signed with uh, Miami. 
and he was going to be uh, Miami or Florida State, one of those two. I think it was Miami. But he was going to be in that long line of great quarterbacks down there and ultimately chose baseball. Two sport, USA Today, first-team All-American quarterback. Two sport athletes. I remember that like it was yesterday. Because back then, when that USA Today came and all that color print and all those things, and you saw Maurer's name up there, that was a big deal. And by the way, Joe Maurer is a childhood hero. Drew Gilbert uh, credits him. Uh, Matt Dixon, an interview Matt did with uh, Gilbert, he credits him for being where he is in baseball. His love of Drew Gilbert growing up in Minnesota showed him that there was a path uh, for him in this sport. So the hits just keep on coming today. We're weaving together a narrative. Uh, Tony Valls has me knitting. Mark Griffin, we're going to knit a takeover of Vanderbilt on Saturday. And what is going on with their basketball program? Because Iron Eyes Cody... When it washes up to shore Saturday night, we'll have tears in his eyes after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Celebrate love with Tillis Jewelry's exclusive Valentine's Day Pink Box Special. Surprise your special someone with an exquisite piece from our collection, elegantly presented in a charming pink box. Each box comes with delectable chocolates and is adorned with a beautiful white bow. My name is Jenna, and this Valentine's Day, let's make it unforgettable. Because when you choose Tillis, you're not just giving a gift, you're creating a moment that will be cherished forever. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB, back with you. My friends at Alumni Hall, if you're heading down to uh, Nashville this weekend, remember, they got a location there, but the takeover is in full effect, ladies and gentlemen, in effect. Let me bring in, without further ado, on the TLD Logistics Hotline, getting an absolute workout is the hotline, Mark Griffin. Griff, how you doing? Great, Tony. Thanks for sandwiching me in between Coach Vitello and Berkey Boy. I'm honored. And Peggy. And Peggy. Don't forget about Peggy. Griff, um, where to start here? So I'm on with uh, Plaster yesterday. Thank you for uh, interfacing us, by the way. It's been life-changing. And uh, Billy Derrick. And those guys are, you know, they're Vanderbilt people, which I respect. Yeah. I respect that. You know, people, well, you run around Vanderbilt people. Well, I mean, I don't care who you cheer for. As long as you're, you know, a good person, I, I, you know, you're fine with me. And Billy Derrick's a young kid, you know. And he's, he's all full of uh, blank and vinegar when it comes to uh, – Tony Vitello, and I give him a hard time about that because they love their baseball. They're holding on hard there with the baseball thing. Griff, when I was coming up and I was a kid, Vanderbilt basketball was pretty formidable. And when Tennessee and Vanderbilt played here, there, or anywhere, it mattered. And now they've just decided we're we're just not going to compete in basketball. And that doesn't make any sense to me, Griff. Well, for one thing, Vanderbilt basketball – doesn't deserve what they're going through and for the time period that they are going through it's not necessary and and, you know people in the mid-state they know that it's time to make a change i mean there's going to be pressure on the ad i i really do believe tony that if things go well this weekend for tennessee and it's an orange out or orange and white out you know 70 percent Tennessee fans in a blowout. I mean, how do you not make a move unless there's something going on behind the scenes? Um, what we don't want is what happened last year. You know, Tennessee fans will for, may forget, soon forget, but you know, Tyron Lawrence hit a big shot at the end of the end of the game to beat Tennessee and, and at Vanderbilt. I was at that game and that was disappointing. And you do have Memorial Magic as bad as Vanderbilt is. You know, they do have some magic there. Let's just hope it's not uh, this Saturday. By the way, shout out, Kentucky. You're so insignificant. We're ninety. We're 100 minutes into our program, and I just now uh, opened your crisis hotline. But when we get into the third hour, uh, those of you, uh, our neighbors to the north, the crisis hotline's available for you because your, your post-game show there lasts 15 minutes. But who am I to judge? As Mark Griffin joins on your TLD Logistics hotline online at tldlogistics.com. It's supposed to mean everything to you all, and you all have a, like a post-game show that Matt Jones on for like five minutes after a game. But anyway, uh, enough about that. Griff, so this guy at Vanderbilt dresses well, looks the part. His teams get better as the year goes along, and Plaster openly calls him a lazy recruiter just lazy just right on the air just ripping him yeah well the results 
I mean, speak for itself, Tony. I mean, let, let's take a look back at the good times for Vanderbilt last March. You know, Vanderbilt made it to the NIT quarterfinals. Stackhouse was 22-15, and 15, went on a late-season run. And then for some reason, Tony, loses three of his, his starters. Two of them are soon-to-be graduates of, of Vanderbilt. Miles Studi, who is now at South Carolina, and Jordan Wright at LSU, they depart, and Trey Thomas was the third. So, you know, going into this season, he's banking on these guys to be there on the perimeter and is having to scramble, but yet coming off a big season, can't find someone to take their place. It's just really bizarre. You know, recruiting's about momentum, and when you have success on the court, you want to parlay that while you are recruiting, and he just hasn't had that success. There's no uh, game-changing freshman on his team right now, Tony. So, Griff, talk to me here. When you when you look at this guy's, um, what Tennessee's walking into Saturday, I know you have a couple comparisons you want to make. Sure, and I, just, I thought this would be interesting to give a little perspective because it's easy to say, oh, let's get rid of them, or for some programs, let's keep them because maybe it'll be an easy victory. But I started thinking about different programs and their coaches and you know, and, and the, maybe the thinking behind the athletic director's decision of how long do you give a coach time to turn a program around. Well, for those who don't recall, this is Coach Stackhouse's fifth year. He, his winning percentage is 446, okay, so 44%. Now, I looked at a couple programs. One was Northwestern. And think about Chris Collins when he first got hired, oh, God, 10 years ago. Usually they'll give you four to five years to turn a program around. Well, on Chris Collins' fourth year, they went to the NCAA tournament. And guess who they beat the first round? Vanderbilt, which was interesting. They made it to the second round and lost to Gonzaga. So five years after that, mediocre at best, his record was 60 and 90, 40% winning record. So he's, they're probably looking to fire him if he didn't have a big season. But on his fifth year, Tony, they went 23 and 12 and back to the second round of the tournament. And since then, he's now 13 and 5. So it's safe to say Chris Collins, is safe right now, even though he was threatened to be fired at least twice. But let's dive a little deeper. Let's look at the mayor, Tony, Fred Hoiberg. Unbelievable. Who, you know, coached at Iowa State, did a really good job. He's from Ames, Iowa, played for the Bulls, went and coached for the Bulls, got fired, took the Nebraska job. Well, it's his fifth year, just like Stackhouse. His, his winning percentage is 38%, so it's even below Coach Stackhouse. Now, what's different about Nebraska this season is they're 15-5, and five, and they're, according to Lenardi, a 9 seed. So it goes to show that you can turn a program around that's not a basketball power in due time. Now, Vanderbilt, to me, is a bigger-name basketball school than either Northwestern Agreed. or Nebraska. Griff, and they got money. There's no doubt they got billionaires scattered no all over the place. 
that, that went to school there, there's no reason that if you were a basketball coach and you were trying down there in the collective era, you couldn't find a couple good players a year and put a decent uh, a decent team on the floor if you're trying. That's the, that's the thing that's so disgraceful about the Stackhouse era to me, is well, that guy I, obviously isn't trying. Further. I'll take it a step further, Tony. I remember another coaching staff that was here, and they told me they sold Vanderbilt basketball three areas. One was the city. Two was the degree, and that they were a basketball school in the conference. Quotes. So there's a lot to sell on here, and that's why it blows my mind that the three guys left like they did. And I'm not saying getting a degree from South Carolina or LSU is not a great degree, but you're one year away. That makes sense. You're going to be a senior. Why would you leave just with one year eligibility left? There's got to be more. Under the covers. How how do they keep, I mean, and I told George as a Tennessee person, and I really mean this, I'll say this out loud, it's a lot more fun when they're good. I mean, they don't have to be no great. I don't want them to be great. I want them to be better in Tennessee. But I want that to feel like it's a contest at least. I agree, um, Tony. And, and, you know, outside of Kentucky, you know, Vanderbilt was the biggest rival for years. And, and you know, historians, you go back in the 60s, and, and and I know George can go on and on about Vanderbilt early years, and even when I was there in the late 80s and the Will Purdue years, and the great atmosphere at oh, Memorial is just awesome. unbelievable. Yes. It's so exciting. And, and, yeah. And it was actually my favorite place ever to play was at Memorial. Um, even during some losses, it was still a great place to play. Um, and you just don't have that environment now. And, and it, it'll be really interesting. And, and you mentioned this yesterday on Georgia's show. Uh, will they even show the crowd at all? When the ball goes out of bounds, right. they're going to say, focus on Stackhouse's suit. Don't show the crowd because it's going to be all orange and white. Or, or, Mark, they make it a point, and this is what this is what George and the Vanderbilt fans are counting on, they want Tennessee people to pack that place, and they want that to be a theme. They want it to be an embarrassment to that administration. And so, in a way, Brian was saying, do we really want to play into this? Or do we want to just kind of keep that coach down there in perpetuity? No. You stomp on them while you can, Tony. I agree with that. I'm a no-mercy guy when it comes to stuff like that. Because one thing we've learned is the wheel's always going to swing back the other way. And so when you have a chance, so here's my here's my question for you. That place holds 14,000 and change. George said 70% of the fans down there were um, Auburn fans the last time he was in the building. What percentage will Tennessee get in that in that deal? Cuz they've now lost a couple games even since then. And and they're tracking for maybe if they're lucky, maybe if they're lucky a 4 and 14 season, maybe. And that's that's a good case scenario for them, four and fourteen. Yeah. So I would say seventy five to eighty. I still think you're going to have people. It's a weekend game. It's yeah. a five o'clock central game. Yep. You've got sports fans in the mid state. Yep. That that you know may not be Vanderbilt fans, but they may not be Tennessee fans. But they're coming to watch Connect play because it's the only opportunity they have. You'll have West Tennessee fans that'll drive over that are either neutral fans or or uh, Tennessee fans. 
Tickets are available, like you said. Yep. So, you know, there, there's an abundance of tickets, which you never hear about for a game at Memorial. So I think it'll be at least 75 to 80%, but it will be a takeover. The shadows will be on hand. Griff, we, uh, as we, we visit with Mark Griffin here on your TLD Logistics Hotline, um, this Connect guy, there's just something about a star, and there just aren't many stars left in college basketball. But this guy is absolutely one of them, and he has been on a heater of all heaters. Does does he go off Saturday night, or do they feature other guys just because they can in this matchup? What do you think? Well, I think he has the opportunity to go off, but it. I think a lot of it's going to be on Coach Barnes and staff um, game plan as far as scouting report and matchups. He's obviously shown Tony the country that he can go off on anyone. And what was really neat about the Florida game, which I was in attendance, was he had a future NBA guard guarding him in Riley Kugel, who was listed as potential first-round draft pick. So it's not like some scrub walk-ons guarding him. I mean, you've got top players guarding him. Teams are going to have to be aware of where he is at all times. Um, I just don't think that Coach Barnes is just going to stick it in his hands, taking the ball down the court all the time um, because of the way he runs a system offense. But at the same time, I've seen more occasions this year where he'll run specialty plays for him, which is really smart because he's shown that he can score. What's really been neat about watching Connect even going back to when I went to the preseason practices in Knoxville, and Tony, I'm sure you and your listeners will remember, but he had a really big tendency of trying to drive between two players yep. and would turn the ball over, I mean, more than he really needed to. Well, you can see that the staff really worked with him on spacing for the team because if you can space out your wings, it gives you more opportunity to drive and kick if, if you're not picked up. But he's done a much better job of taking care of the ball, which was, you know, a concern for me. He's like, oh, my God, he's going to turn the ball over. But but he's really been working on that, including what everybody talks about, his defense, which is obviously improving. But it's just a lot of fun. But, you know, it's a team game, and I hate to just single out one person. I still go back to uh, what I call the most underappreciated player, my MVP is, Jordan Josiah James, I, I would just like to see him be a little steadier moving forward because I think he's the trump card for the how far UT goes. But at the same time, Tony, I'm just going to enjoy the process. I'm going to enjoy this weekend. No doubt. March. No doubt. Seven weeks. No doubt. What can happen in seven weeks? Look at no, Kentucky. No doubt. And they got the most talented team in the country to me. Uh, and they got blown out. Ripped apart last night. I was popping you know, my was popcorn. God, it's beautiful. By the way, Vanderbilt, 15 NCAA tournament appearances all time. Nebraska 7 and Northwestern 2 to Mark Griffin's point. Jerry Stackhouse, you've embarrassed yourself. You can block me on Twitter for saying that, but you're a total, complete embarrassment. But you dress well. So, uh, and Griff. And he runs good stuff. And he runs great stuff. That's the thing that's frustrating about him. He's a very good coach. He just refuses now watch, to watch try. This too, Tony, watch this. For, for the yeah. people watching the game, yeah. when they feature Coach Stackhouse, I'll call out something that I look for. You, you, you watch Barnes on the sideline. He's talking to his assistant coaches constantly, mm-hmm. right? At least two are in his ear. 
one at a time, but but they're in his ear. He's listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You watch Stackhouse. Of course, the, the floor is set up where you've got your stool on either end or you can stand. Well, all most all opposing coaches will stand, but they go back to their seat, converse with their assistants, they're looking for plays down the road, strategies, what's working, what's not, and thinking all these things. You watch Jerry Stackhouse and his staff. Their staff is sitting there. He is on his own. He is not going up to his staff during the game to strategize. Now, during the timeouts, yes, it comes up with some great stuff during timeouts. But that's not enough in today's game, Tony. It's too complicated. You you can't see everything two plays in advance. So I want people to look for that and to see, is he camped out on a stool? Or does it, can his assistants at least go up to him? Or does he walk back to the bench? He does not. Griff will be in attendance with the shadows. It's going to be um, hey Griff, thanks man. It's unbelievable. Hey, my pleasure. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You brought it. Let's enjoy the, it. The force don't stop, it. man. You brought it. Well, thanks to you, Tony. Thank you, Griff. Love you. TLD Logistics Hotline online at tldlogistics.com. They've gotten a workout today. My TLD Logistics Hotline have burned up today. Boining, boining, and boining, and boining. By the way, um, Chris Burke's going to join us here momentarily. Brian, that's a pretty good appearance by Griff. Griff's fired up, focused, and prepared. You know what fired him up? Peggy's call. He texted me earlier, so, man, that fired me up hearing her. I guess he now knows where he stands, Tone. He was texting me, and Brian, he said, are you guys going to work me in? And I <laughs> said, no, i got to get a call in here. <laughs> got to take one more call. Hello and welcome into our next call. Speaking of which, hello and welcome in. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, you're in the air. Tony. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Let's try this again. Sean, great his Sean, great his effort. Great his effort, Sean, as a caller right now. First twenty seconds of that call. Great it, Sean. Thank you. We've already got that score, Titans, Bill. <laughs> Bill, where are you? You sound like you're literally hanging out. Uh, you're like underwater, like we're on the, um, like we're on the National <laughs> Geographic Channel. You clown. <laughs> now you sound better. Uh, uh, no, I was over here just dozing off a little bit, dreaming. Damn. That's how long, all I was doing. How long you been on hold, Bill? Uh, for quite a while. Since you uh, talked, since you uh, one you know, hour and fifty talk. one hour and fifty six minutes, Sean would be quite a while. Would you agree with that, Cinco? Now it's one fifty seven. That is some dedication, Tony. You got it. Dedication and devotion. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Sean. You know I love yes, you, buddy, and I and I consider you a friend. But the only thing, the only criticism I have against you is you're a, you're a Kansas City Chief fan. And it's the one thing that I cannot stand is seeing Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid uh, and any of them in commercial. Reid in that saw, commercial I, when he wants another nuggy. It's disgusting. You know what, uh, 
Titans, Bill, I can understand that. They're a little bit overexposed. Exposed. And, uh, but, you know, when a team goes six straight years to the championship. They're knocky. When you have, when you're, you're, you're starting to, you're starting to run out of room on one hand for Super Bowl rings Uh and you're counting MVPs. When you're dating the biggest, uh, I can see, I can absolutely see where you're getting tired of all that. Bill, are you a Taylor Swift fan? When you no, have one I'm of the best-looking uniforms. Oh, that's the best-looking uniform. That and that Arrowhead I mean, Stadium they play in. You know, it's a, when on, you don't man. have to co- when you don't have to have a coaching search every too three many years. Days. I can see where you're getting tired of that. He's cracking on your organization, Tom. He just launched on the Titans uh, there, uh, Billy. When you're getting Rand, when you're getting someone like Rand Carthen, who's not, he's yeah. He's not even close to being like Ozzy Newsom. And you're getting ran every time you like take the field. field. That would get tiring. Yeah. I get it. I, I feel your pain. I go, what too many dates? Well, when Sean, you draft in the biggest wannabe quarterback year after year after year. And they puts can't mayonnaise play, in his coffee. That's got to be frustrating. Well, I tend to differ with you there because if there's anybody that I know that is going to make – that is going to really make um, Levis into a great quarterback. It'll definitely be Brian Callahan. Sure. Yeah. Well, the good thing the good thing is that Tony is, Tony by, Tony Basilio is a vessel of healing, and he's here for mm-hmm. you. We're here for you. Yep. Through thick and thin, buddy. Through thick and thin, and for you guys, mostly um, thin. But Billy, oh, uh, Billy, thin. I love very you. Thin. I pre- it's been a great call. Are you still there? I mean, yeah, but we got to go because it's, ladies and gentlemen, to the radio list. For some reason, we're going to continue this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.